0: Happy New Year. Welcome back. I hope your holidays were fantastic, and I hope that you are ready to start out the new year with a bang. I'm going to be here all year and we are going to be rocking out more awesome subjects on fitness and health from, you know, the everyday mother's perspective, and I am super excited about that. I have some great topics and interviews coming up, but I knew that I wanted to start this year with kind of a thought process on something that I see happen every January. And it's not a bad thing because the truth is when the end of the year comes, you reflect and you see, what can I do better? What do I want to change? Where do I want to be, you know, a year from now? And that's all a good thing. It is always good for us to reflect and try to be better in different areas. And I'm on board with that. I find myself doing that a lot. I make goals that way. I mean, let's call it like it is. The podcast is here because I did that one year. I said, I want to be better. I want to share more info. How can I do it? A podcast. So it's definitely a good thing to do. But what I want to talk about today is a missing piece of the puzzle that often people are trying to make changes for in the beginning of January. And that is changing your fitness goals or setting a diet or making goals for fat loss. That is a really common New Year's resolution. And while I am not against that resolution, as I mentioned, I think it's always great to try to reevaluate. But while you're reevaluating, what I kind of want to point out today is Are you even in the right spot to manage or to make happen what you're wanting to happen? Because there are some pieces to the puzzle that mainstream fitness and health is not good at explaining. So that's what I'm going to talk about today. I am going to talk to you today about the true cycle of health, and we're going to break them each down and find out where you are and if you're at a spot where you're ready to make some changes no matter what your goal is this cycle is effective it can help you with your body composition your body composition is the amount of fat you have in your body compared to the amount of muscle and anytime you can increase the muscle in your body and decrease the fat in your body it helps you feel better you get stronger you're more limber typically and more flexible and also you look better so it's it's a you know has lots of factors to it as well Now, again, I know I said this before. When I say add muscle, I'm not talking about bulking and turning into the Hulk. You need muscle to help you look more fit. So that's what I'm talking about. Just solid, good increase in good muscle and seeing changes. And the way that we really do that is through having a strong metabolism, being prepared for that, and just using the cycle. And by the cycle, I'm referring to the cut, reverse, and maintenance cycle. All right, let's get into it. If this podcast is helpful for you, I would appreciate if you would share it on social media with your friends, with your family. Make sure that you are following the podcast. On Apple, there are some three buttons at the top where you can click and follow or wherever you listen and make sure that you don't miss any episodes. Also, I really appreciate reviews. Today's review is by X 10 and it's called Highly Recommended. I just found this podcast, and I'm so happy I did. I've already listened to five episodes and plan on listening to all of them. Really great topics explained in simple terms that make sense. Andrea is likable and realistic. I love how she believes in the mind, body, and spirit connection and how the changes we implement need to feel right and positive in all those areas. Keep bringing all the things, Andrea. I do have to laugh. Thank you, Marcy, because If you followed me for a while, you realize all the time in my episodes, I say all the things. I eat all the things. I do all the things. And I didn't realize I said that as much as I do, but I guess I do. But after I read that review, it made me smile and I was like, oh my gosh, I do say all the things all the time. Anyway, thank you, Marcy, for the review. And again, anyone, a review is very helpful for the podcast. And today's show sponsor is Cozy Earth. Cozy Earth is a bedding company and they do, my favorite is their sheets, but they have duvets, pillows, they even have sleepwear. And let me tell you why I personally love them. When I am pregnant, I am always hot. When I am postpartum, I am having hot flashes and I am also always hot. I know a lot of women go through menopause and they go through these hot flashes as well. The other thing is my husband and I have very different temperatures When I am not, you know, any of those things, he's always hot, and then I'm always cold. So I love these sheets because they are temperature-regulating bedding. It is so cool. So what they do is they transfer excess heat away from the body up to three times faster than regular bedding because of the material they're made out of, which is bamboo, and they're totally chemical-free, and they are super, super soft. So everyone's gonna sleep better, and it's gonna be a good fit for them. The best part is... I'm getting you 40% off their entire site. I am so excited for you to try their sheets because they are the best and they really have helped us sleep a little bit better since we do have different temperatures and they are super soft. The code is simple 40. That is the highest discount code you will find anywhere. I promise you will not find higher than that. Simple 40, and you get 40% everything off their site. I have the bamboo sheets. I love them. If you're pregnant, postpartum, going through menopause, have a different temperature than my husband, I highly suggest trying them out. And I know that you're going to love them just like I do. I will also add a link in the show notes directly to the ones I have and to the site. So I hope you love them. Simple 40, cozy earth bedding. And for me, the bamboo sheets are a must. My name's Andrea Allen, and I am a mother of four girls under seven, a wifey to a mountain man, a personal trainer, and a nutrition coach. I love all things women's health and fitness, but let's face it, the fitness industry is complicated, and it's not built for the everyday mom. There's so much conflicting information, and you're busy, and you don't have time to figure it out. I hate feeling confused and overwhelmed, so I have made it my mission to simplify health and fitness while creating a welcoming, realistic, and empowering home for like-minded women. I'm happy you're here, and I hope you stay a while. All right, so as I mentioned, I'm not against New Year's resolutions. I just want you to be in the right place, mindset, and physically ready for whatever resolution you have made. Now, My number one thing is, and I talked about it already in December in a couple episodes, is for you to be realistic. I'm not going to get into that today. If you want some more ideas on how to be realistic and make sure that your resolution makes sense, go back to episode 58 titled Stop Making It Complicated and Start Living a Life. I'm going to talk about how to make your goals realistic. But before i really even want you to like make a shift and start about changing things or decreasing your food or going on a diet i need to make sure that you are in the right spot so even though i took you know i went to school for public health education i have my nasm i've taken multiple nutrition courses I don't feel like a ton of them explain very well the cut reverse maintenance cycle, which is what I'm going to talk about today. Because depending on where you are in that cycle, and you might not even be aware of where you are. Like, you don't even know you're in this cycle. And the truth is most people are in this cycle at some point and you can't live in each one of these spots forever except maintenance. Well, I'll explain. But I need you to know where you are to make your goals and your plans for fat loss, building muscle, whatever it is, effective. That's really important. It's like Probably the number one key if you want to see changes. So that's why I really am going to break it down for you today. And truly, the reason I care so much that you understand the cycle is because this is my beef. (laughs) This is my beef with the health and fitness industry is we put people on diets and then the diets end or they fall off track and people feel like a failure and they don't understand that there should be a cycle. You don't live in a diet. That's not where our life is. By diet, I'm referring to a cut. And that would be a cut or a reduction in your calorie intake. So different types of diets, we'll call it different, but like the whole goal is that I'm going to reduce my food intake so that I can have some fat loss and then, you know, maybe I can meet my goals because fat loss is a big one. So I'm kind of going to more focus on that one today. There are different cycles for building muscle and other ones, but I'm going to focus on fat loss today. Now, with these diets that people sometimes are often failing or the challenge ends or whatever, we're not realizing we need to reverse people out of the diet and move them into maintenance because maintenance is where you have a strong metabolism and where your food intake is steady, and that would make the diet actually effective so people are not yo-yoing because often we, you know reduce our calories and we see this big change and then the the diet ends and then it all just comes back on. So we're yo-yoing back and forth. And instead, if you would shift to the cycle of reducing your calories then slowly increasing your calories, then living at maintenance, you could actually maintain. And so that is the cycle. I'm going to walk you through exactly how I take a new client and figure out where they are in the cycle, because I want you to figure out where you are in the cycle to make it effective for you if you have a goal of fat loss this coming year. Now, even if your goal isn't fat loss this coming year, I think this information is very helpful for you to know in general. If you're trying to put on muscle or if you're trying to maintain or whatever it is, I think being aware of this cycle is effective, because down the road, if you find yourself in a situation where you're like, huh, how did I get here? thinking about this cycle may help you be like, oh, okay, this is what I need to do next. So Typically, when a client signs up with me, I have them send a three-day food journal. I've talked about this before. It is how I figure out what people's habits are and what they are currently doing. So I will have them track three days of every single thing that they put in their mouth. That helps me see if they eat balanced, if they undereat, if they tend to eat high in a certain macronutrient, like maybe they're having too much carbs or too much fat or too little protein or whatever it is. It's all different, you know, based on their goals. And that helps me see that or in general, if they aren't eating enough food, period. And often people have no idea that that's a problem. People will sign up with me to lose fat and then they'll send me their food journal thinking that I'm gonna put them on a reduction in calories. I'm going to put them on a cut, a diet, so to speak, in parentheses. And when I look at their journal, I see they're averaging 1,000 calories to 1,500 calories. So there is no room, if that's as much as you're eating, there is no room to cut. There's no room to reduce the calories to be effective and not harm your basal metabolic rate. That's your BMR. That's basically if you laid in your bed all day long and you didn't do anything. That's what your body would work and how it would like burn the calories. As many calories it needed to literally pump your lungs, you know, blink your eyeballs, do all those things. Then you also have your total daily energy expenditure, That is called your T-D-E-E. That is basically what the amount of calories you burn throughout the day doing all your activities. So it includes your BMR and your workouts and walking around and all the things you do. If you are already only eating anywhere from 1,000 to typically 1,500, you have to take into account your age and height as well. So be aware if you're 65 and five foot that you could sit, more at the bottom of this window, you know, but it's just a, it's a general window. You know, if you're sitting in that window, you don't have any room to cut to help you lose fat because you're going to hurt your BMR more and you're going to slow it down more. So long-term that is going to backfire. So to simplify this, I want you to imagine your metabolism as a bank account because you're saying, okay, so you're saying if I'm only eating like, you know, 1,000, 1,200, 1,300, 1,400 calories that I can't go into a diet? Yes. And let me explain why. Imagine your metabolism as your bank account. Your bank account, let's say, has a threshold that you need to keep at least $15 in your account. You know, some accounts you can't bring into negative. They say you have to keep so much money in your account or it's going to have problems. So let's say it's $15. Now, if you are sitting in your bank account and there's you know, 50 bucks in there, and you pull out $15, well, no big deal. You're still above your threshold, and you're going to get what you need out of that. If you are sitting with your bank account, and you only have $15 in there, and then you try to pull out $15, you're going to hurt your bank account. You're going to get fines. You're going to get withdrawals, negative withdrawals, and they may even close it. There's lots of different things that can happen and that's what happens with your calories. It's the same thing. If you're not eating enough food to pull out a reduction in your calories, then you are going to cause your metabolism problems just like that bank account. There's a threshold there that it needs to stay at to be functional. And if you try to go below that, you're going to get fines, aka you're going to slow down your metabolism. And in the long run, it's going to cost you. They're going to keep fining you and you're going to owe more money than you're like, I should have just left that $15 in there. And for your metabolism, it's going to slow it down over time. So you have started packing on possibly more weight. Because your metabolism is slowed, so it's not digesting food as well. And you're not gonna you're not gonna be able to get the weight off that you want because there again isn't enough of a reduction to reduce your calorie amount. So, in that situation for the bank, before you can pull out money, you need to put money in. You need to build up that bank account, build it up, build it up, build it up. Then when you have a withdrawal, it's not a big deal. It's the same thing with your metabolism. If you are every day eating, you know, 1200 calories, you, can't, you don't have any room to cut. You can't go into a diet. You're going to go negative. You're going to hurt your BMR. You're going to hurt your TDEE. So you need to focus on the reverse part of that cycle. Remember, it's a circle. They all point to each other. I'm going to see if I can add a graph in the show notes to show you the circle, but you need to be in the circle part for a reverse in it, not the cut. You need to raise first. So if you are someone who falls in that category and you need to focus on a reverse, just like my clients, I will start to try to increase their food intake. That's really important. You need to increase it and you need to have enough so that you can do a moderate cut down the road without hurting the metabolism. And I talk about a reverse diet in episode 11, because once you raise the bank account, aka the metabolism, then you have lots of room to cut. And let me be clear, just because you're raising the bank account doesn't mean that you're going to gain weight. If you do it slowly, that's the point of a reverse. If the cycle was just like cut and maintenance, you'd be bouncing between a huge reduction in calories and then a huge increase in calories. But the point of a reverse is to slowly increase it just like a bank account put in $10 this week, $10 the next week, $10 the next week. Same thing with the metabolism. You're going to slowly increase it, 100 calories every day for two weeks. Then you're going to add 100 more calories. And you're going to do it slowly, and it's not going to stress out your metabolism. And it's actually going to help it because it's going to be like, oh, girlfriend's giving me more food. I'm feeling good. I can run faster in her runs. I can digest food better. I don't need to store this weight because I'm getting more food. And your metabolism gets stronger when you reverse to maintenance. So you have to go there before the cut if you are already eating enough food, so I kind of talked about already, if you are already living your life in a cut, that's where you are in the cycle, you have to move to reverse. Now, if you are someone who you are already eating enough food and you are actually above maintenance, then you're also not in the cycle because the cycle is reverse maintenance cut or cut reverse maintenance. doesn't really matter how you look at it. But Overeating your maintenance isn't in the cycle for keeping a continuum of health. It's basically going to make you gain weight. So in that circumstance, you would want to go into the cycle in a cut, which means if you're eating too much food, you're not maintaining your weight. When I say maintenance, it means you are maintaining your weight. If it is slowly coming on or if you don't even want to focus on weight, I don't care because weight is, weight is fickle. There's a lot of things that affect weight. Let's focus on inches. I like inches better anyway. If you're not maintaining your inches and you're like, oh, I need to make some changes, you can go into a short term cut. That is a reduction in your calorie intake. So, in the cycle, you would come into a cut because you have enough in your bank account to cut and reduce and still not hurt your metabolism and see changes. It won't be a problem for your metabolism at all because there was more than enough food, and so it's a normal reduction to a good rate. In a cut, you only wanna stay in it for four to 16 weeks, typically. It depends on the person, it depends how much weight you have, it depends how high you're cutting from, but that is a typical window, and that is typically where I keep my clients in that window somewhere. Second, if you fall into this category, just because I'm saying that you need to go into a cut if you're eating more than your maintenance level, it doesn't mean that you need to be hungry either. You don't have to be hungry to see changes. I don't believe that hunger is maintainable. And I don't allow my clients to be hungry. So I don't want you to be hungry either. There has to be a happy medium. And if you have enough calories and you're balancing them correctly, you don't have to be hungry. Because if you're hungry, that cut is not going to last. If you're finding yourself starving every day or super agitated, you might want to increase that cut and make it a higher cut. Cuts can be anywhere from like 350 to 500 calories. It just varies. But you kind of want to keep in that window and mess with what feels good for you because, again, hunger is no bueno if you want that diet to work and you want it to last during that shortcut window. Also, if you are going into a cut, just like I tell my clients and I put them on, I make sure that they are having plenty of protein to protect their muscle from being broken down and used. You want to keep all muscle on your body, even in a cut, because muscle is what helps fuel the metabolism. The more muscle I have on my body, the faster my metabolism goes. If I go into too deep of a cut and it starts breaking down my muscle, it can slow my metabolism down. So if you are in a cut, you want to make sure it's not too deep and that you are having enough protein and that you are also drinking enough water and you are getting enough rest. Now, the next macronutrient that is the leader, you know, with protein, it depends. It's going to vary by person. It could be fats or it could be carbs. And that's going to be based on your body build, based on your current habits, if you're nursing, what your workout style is, or if you have any food sensitivities. All of those things are going to affect your macro percent makeup. So you do kind of want to be aware of that. Typically, if someone is a leaner build, they need more carbs. If someone is a little bit more curvy build that's a little bigger boned, they will need less carbs but more fat. There's some variance there. For my nursing clients, I often give them higher fat because it helps keep them full and is really good for milk production. But there's a lot of layers to that that you will have to be aware of. Now, If you are in the cut portion of the cycle, like I talked about, you need to be aware of feelings of burnout physically and mentally and signs that you need to shift from the cut to the reverse to get to maintenance. So that can be brain fog, agitation, low energy, all those things. Physically, it can be that you've plateaued. You're not seeing changes in your Diet anymore. And again, when I refer to a cut, I am referring to a reduction in calories. I don't necessarily have any strict diets that I like. I prefer macros because they give you a lot of freedom in your food choices. But those are all signs plateau, you're not seeing changes, your measurements have stalled whatever else. That simply might just mean your body's like, hey, I'm a little burned out of this diet. It actually is stressful on the body to go into a cut. Even if you're not hungry, it makes the body work harder and hence why you're breaking down fat. So maybe we should shift and go into a reverse, let the metabolism have a break, and then we'll sit at maintenance for a little while. Maintenance in the cycle is where you maintain This can be anywhere from just naming your plate and being, you know, aware of what you're eating with intuitive eating, but like macro awareness, which is what I like to do, or just intuitively eating, or you can track. There's a lot of freedom and maintenance. It's just where you can maintain that lifestyle and maintain, when it means maintain it also for some could mean maintain their weight. It could mean maintain your measurements. It could be maintain other physical signs like your energy, um, energy your restlessness, some of those things. There's a lot of things that play into maintaining, but the most common ones people track are their measurements and their weight. But again, you can literally think about maintaining as in like, I can maintain my energy here. I feel good here. Maintenance is also where your metabolism is the most happy. It's not stressed out in the cut because in a cut, it is trying to... um meet its needs with a little less food, and at maintenance, your metabolism tends to be stronger as long as you're exercising because it's maintaining, it's not stressed, it's basically not under pressure. And so the metabolism is strengthened when we are maintaining. And that is what allows us, if we need to, if we stop maintaining and start gaining, to again go into an effective reduction in calories, a cut down the road if we need to. In maintenance, you can stay there for anywhere from one to three months plus. That is the minimum. I don't even like people to do one month. I feel like it should really be six weeks to 12 weeks. If you have a lot of weight to lose, you need to be sitting at a maintenance level for at least that amount of time, if not longer. Your cuts your reductions in calories are going to be more effective if you are going into them every time with a stronger metabolism. Remember at the beginning how I mentioned the people who already don't have enough calories to cut from, their bank account's already low? They're trying to go into a deeper cut from the cut they're in and they have a weak metabolism so they don't see changes and then they feel discouraged and then they say, well, the diet industry says to just eat less. So they keep trying to cut on top of a cut on top of a cut with a weak metabolism, which is why they have to go into reverse and then go into maintenance and then go back into a cut. It is literally a circle with arrows going between the three. You can stay in maintenance as long as you want, as long as you're comfortable, as long as you're happy. You can live there. I'm in maintenance right now. I've been in maintenance forever. This is just where I live my life. And that's where you want to be. You don't want to live your life cycling between a cut and a reverse, a cut and reverse. You want to find a happy medium and you can use a cut and a reverse to help you make goals and help you see progress. But you do want to get to a point where you're content with who you are and how you are and not try to be perfect either and just think like, oh, I always have to lose this two pounds or three pounds. Like, that's crap. Just forget that. Just move on from that and just find like, what makes me happy? What makes me feel good? What gives me energy? What makes me feel like I can live a life? Maintenance is also basically the same thing as balance. It's where you just feel good, basically. For my clients, when they send their food journal at the beginning and I figure out if I need to reverse them or if I can put them in a cut... That's great. If they're in a reverse, we end up eventually hopefully moving them to a cut once their metabolism is strong enough. Or if there's someone I could start in a cut, when they're done training with me, I explain maintenance to them. I explain that they need to reverse and slowly increase their calories. They need to keep a strong metabolism. I have a ton of information that explains this to them so they understand. Your life is not meant to be lived in a reduction of calories. That is a short-term thing. Your life is meant to be lived in maintenance. And that's what creates a lifestyle. So I teach them how to increase their calories, which is going to make their metabolism so much better. And even if they haven't lost every pound that they wanted to, even sometimes as they're reversing, they can lose weight or they can maintain. And when they go into another cut, it will be effective instead of them going into cut after cut after cut, wondering why they're stuck where they are. So I teach them to bump into maintenance. So if you are going to do a New Year's resolution, and you are going to have a reduction in calories or go on a diet, I want you to remember you have to boost your calories back up. You need to reverse them up slowly so it doesn't stress out the metabolism. You know, 100 to 150 calories every couple weeks and bump them up, bump them up, see where you can maintain, and then you can stay where you're in maintenance for a while or go back into a cut. This is truly my... Issue with diets is they don't talk about maintenance. They don't explain that. They just tell you you've got to eat less and less and less. And it is really the missing piece to the puzzle that all we hear about in this cycle is about the cut, the reduction, the diet. We don't ever hear about the reverse and we don't ever hear about maintenance. We don't hear about either of those things. The reverse takes you to maintenance. From maintenance, you can go into a cut. The circle is perfect and it doesn't force you to live your life in a deficit where you're truly not happy. Typical diets just tend to teach you how to modify how you're eating, but you can't live in that modification. So that is why this is important for you to understand this cycle and how effective it is for you. And that the answer is just not cut and cut and cut and cut and cut. And the answer is not, oh, I overate and then I underate and then I overate. That's also not going from maintenance to a cut to maintenance to a cut. That's stressing out your metabolism in a whole nother way because that's not balance. Remember we talked about maintenance is balance. Maintenance is not extreme. It's not binging. It's none of those things. If those behaviors are happening, you might need to balance it out first to get into that cycle where you need to based on what you're doing. I truly want you to think This year, as you make your goals, whether they're fat loss, fitness goals, getting healthier, whatever it is, you fall into the cycle somewhere, whether you're trying to maintain and just build healthy habits that, you know, keep you feeling good, or you're trying to lose fat, or maybe you're trying to lose fat, but you don't have a good diet and you need to reverse first. I want you to think about where am I? Where am I? And what does my body actually need to be most effective? Because oftentimes our mind tells us, oh, we need to do this. But our bodies are like, no, no, sister, we need to do this. This is what's hurting me. And we just don't see it that way. So as you're setting your goals, your diets, your plans, think about what does my body need? Where do I fit into this cycle? Am I maintaining? Am I just trying to build healthy habits? Am I trying to have a cut and my body's actually ready for a cut, my bank account? has enough food in it to withdraw, to go into a cut, to have it actually be effective and not hurt my metabolism? Or am I wanting to, you know, lose fat, but I'm not eating consistently or regularly, so maybe I need to focus on increasing my bank account, improving my metabolism, putting a little bit more money in, a little bit more calories in every single week, get myself up to maintenance, and then do an effective cut. It's really not as complicated as we make it if we treated our bodies with a little bit more respect and listened to what they needed and paid attention to it. I truly hope this episode was helpful. I hope that you take a look at where you are in this phase and that you don't forget this. When you try to get sold on commercials and diets and whatever else, think about it's not about living your life in a cut. It's about figuring out how to do shortcuts and living your life in maintenance and then going into cuts when you need to, when you feel like you've overdone it, when you feel like you've ate too much, but you have enough food in the bank account to cut from and then to go back to maintenance because maintenance is life. Maintenance is where we want to live. If this episode was helpful, as always, please share away. And I hope that you make some awesome, realistic, effective, and honest New Year's resolutions that are actually going to help you feel powerful rather than make you feel like a failure. I mean it. I love you. You're doing better than you think you are. We'll chat next week.